Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Over the next hour, you'll have the opportunity to listen to Cynthia Hyatt, an internationally recognized therapist and life management expert in private practice with offices in Phoenix and Scottsdale. As a captivating communicator, Cynthia engages, energizes, and inspires her audiences to become all God created them to be. For more information on Cynthia's diverse background, log on to CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Let the next 60 minutes inspire, motivate, and encourage you to become your own best version. Now, here's Cynthia. Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt. Always so glad when you join me. And I have a very special guest today, which I'm quite excited about, and this is Tom Moffat. He is a pastor, keynote speaker, minister, success coach, radio show host here as well on 1360, and I'm going to have him tell you when his show is because you'll love to hear his show. But he is quite an inspiring man, and I'm very, um, I've really enjoyed getting to know a lot of his life story and what he's about and what he really does for the kingdom of God and the impact that he has. Now, he is, um, has quite the prophetic voice and influence and spanned the globe, 34 countries. That is really fun. Mm-hmm. And he's very, very animated, very intense. He really challenges audiences to bring out limiting, bring, get them out of their limiting mindsets mm-hmm. and achieve really unlimited possibilities, you know, so that they're really operating, operating out of God-given greatness. Um, he's very sought after as an inspirational speaker, and I can see why. He's quite exciting to uh, to work with as well. And he is the founder and president of Awaken the Heroes Foundation. It's an organization committed to bringing hope and help and empowerment to those affected by cultural void and debilitating challenges, especially caused by fatherlessness, which mm-hmm. is also a part of his story. Mm-hmm. So, Tom, thank you for being here today. Thank you, Cynthia. It's my <laughs> pleasure to be on your program. Thank you. Really? Well, let's, we're, I'm really excited about this, and I really want listeners to hear your story. I'm quite inspired by it. And you know, I love life stories. And I, I've spoken yes. about my life story on the show before, well, and I've I had other got, people. I just got to say that I posted on Facebook that I was going to be on your program. Yes. And then after that, I got all these responses of people just saying, oh, Cynthia Hyatt, she is awesome. Oh, Cynthia Hyatt. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you pay those people. That's hilarious. Or exactly, but man, you have No, got... I pay you. I pay you to say this. <laughs> is that what it is? Okay. Well, don't tell anybody. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll tell you. No, it was, it's amazing how, many, how influential your ministry has been, because as I read that, I was like, wow, there's a lot of people that have been impacted impacted by probably oh, not awesome. only this radio program, but well, also you. your, your ministry. And thank your... you for telling me. I appreciate it. Yeah, okay. Sure. So, so start, you know, I've heard some of your story and you've given me like bits and pieces as we've got to know each other, but you know, this whole idea of the fatherlessness and yeah. then that really strikes me. And then the real big issue that you and I have talked about a lot is this idea of dreaming and not letting go of dreams, right. and really believing what God has for you and the greatness that God has put in you, yeah. and really being able to give that to other people to understand we are not happenstance. Every single it's person true. is planned for a specific reason. Yes, and and you know some of it might not be like super intense and super you know like like what the world would see, but that doesn't mean that in God's eyes they don't He doesn't have a very specific reason for why they're here on the planet. Yeah, I love how you say that, you know, in that we're all created, and we're mm-hmm. all created with a great purpose, a great design. And, and if, we don't want the world to decide whether or not our purpose is great or not. Right. And, it, you know, it, that notion that we are created, you know, with greatness within us, mm-hmm. um, it leads us someplace. It leads us to a great God. But that's where the first challenge starts, because if you have greatness and a calling inside of you, it's going to be resisted. And we know at the fall of man, you know, 
the, right, these are things right. that happen, that resistance comes. And the first resistance is a misunderstanding of who God is and, and what he is. Because lots of times people are trying to reach something achievable in their life, but it's not from the goodness of God, from this awesome creator who placed this these gifts and these talents down within us, and they're an expression of who we are in him. And it gives him pleasure for us to be able to reach, to achieve, to reach for things in our life because we are attached and made in his likeness and his image and he's good. And so lots of times when people start relating to, you know, reaching a dream that God has placed within them and we start talking about God, lots of times it's that religious kind of, I've got to earn this. I don't know if I qualify for this. I could never. I'm not good enough. I don't know. And all of that stems from a misunderstanding of this great creator that place gifts inside of you that need to be developed, and it, it brings him joy for you to be able to do it. I mean, it. it really is a trust issue. It is. I mean, I had to really work on that in thinking that, you know, I felt like I had these callings. I felt like I had this giftedness. But if the world doesn't necessarily support it, and some of it's a timing issue. that right. You know, I know for myself, I want to do it way before God might be establishing sure. it. Sure, sure. You know, and so sometimes we have to catch up with God Sometimes, you know, we might be lagging behind. And sometimes, which I do want you to talk about, what about those people that say, oh, I, I don't have a calling or I don't know what, what you're talking about or I don't right. feel like I, God has any reason for me or whatever right. it is. And so how do you address that with people? Well, you know, I, th- I think we're all on a journey, Cynthia. And, um, you know, it is, it, it is something that the, the Scripture says. This is what the Apostle Paul talked about. When he starts talking about change and transformation and possibilities, he said, look, there's a technology that God has given for transformation, and the technology is renewing your mind. Renewing your mind to what? The Bible says that eye has not seen, ear has not heard, it hasn't even entered into the heart of man the things that God has laid up for them. Scripture says the natural mind receives not the things of the Spirit of God, they're foolishness to him. And so lots of times we we can self-limit and take ourselves out of an equation because... That's good, exactly. Because what happens is life life hits us. It hits us hard, and these hit, hit us with stimulus. And those stimulus come from the north, south, east, and the west, from our in-laws, outlaws, from our mentors and tormentors. You know, you get a <laughs> stimulus in your mind. You yes. know, things happen. And the media. The media, you, media is huge. Extrinsically, you know, yes. conditions that happen in your life. And you might have started off life, as I did, with some challenging conditions. But right. those conditions, it's, it's a misnomer to say that those conditions don't affect you. They do affect you. You get a guy that has a wonderful family or you get a person that's born in a ghetto. Those conditions are different. And the conditions do affect you, but they don't determine you. That's exactly right. And it's, and it's very important that, and I think critical, that we understand that if we're going to achieve greatness, we're not determined by our conditioning. We're determined by something inherent within us, and that is God's will and God's purpose for us. Now we've got to discover it, and we've got to find out who that is. So for me, I grew up in New York. The great, can you say, forget about it? No, you know, my husband's from New York. Can the go only ahead? time this, he ever, he's going to kill me that I'm telling you this. Come on, I like on him air, already. The only time that you will hear his accent is when he says yesterday, because he says yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. Does he say orange? I say orange. <laughs> orange. Everyone makes fun of me. It's orange. Forget about exactly. it. Yo, Tom, are you still playing football? That's all my, all my cousins. Right. So, and listen, when, when, when a New Yorker asks you, how you doing? Right. Don't answer them, Cynthia. <laughs> okay. They're not really asking a question. All right. Just just nod and keep on That's walking. That's hilarious. All right? So, uh, you know, brought up in the great state of New York, and uh, we were in Camelot. You know, my mother and father, my father was a self-made man, uh, engineer, civil engineer. He was 
fighter pilot, um, taught himself to fly and became a squadron commander, that type of persona. Wow, right. He was drafted by the Brooklyn Dodgers, but wanted to go to school as an architect and an engineer. He worked for my grandfather, who was very affluent, built a large construction company up in New York, second largest, third largest in the world in its heyday, uh, second largest in New York. Uh, Tappan Sea Bridge, all of that kind of stuff, they contracted out on the big projects. And my, my, my father was chief superintendent there. He was definitely my hero, loved his family. And he was killed in a car accident when I was four years old. And so Camelot came crashing down for Mm -hmm. me. And at four, you don't understand the implications of that, really, do you? You know, it's four years old. I don't understand necessarily what happened, you know, when my father was killed. But growing up, you felt its implications, its voids, especially in regards to identity. And so um, I was, I had a brother who um, died early and uh, two older sisters and then a younger brother. So I was right there in the middle. And I'm pretty sure that uh, I would have been diagnosed with ADD <laughs> because I would get one A through school, all the rest Ds, and I'd throw an F in there just to mix things up. And if I chose to get an A in something, it was only because I was interested in it. If I wasn't interested, forget it, you know. So extremely, extremely high energy, always right, moving, right. always going. And, um, you know, my, mo- my mother, an incredible woman. Um, very sensitive, very loyal. She never remarried, but now she was raising all of us on her own. It was a little different for us um, because my grandfather was affluent, so she did not have to work. She did work periodically, but didn't have to work. So it was a little bit different um, in that regard. Mm. And she did good. And our family was close, but it was still dysfunctional in that sense because I never saw a loving husband with a woman and I related to women because I had three older women who took care of me. Right, exactly. And that's how it, that's how it started to come down. So you're just trying to find yourself. So, you know, that's where my journey started, Cynthia. It, it started in um, high energy, trying to, you know, find out, you know, who I, who I really was. Well, I think for someone like you, you know, you're intense, you're very active, maybe hyperactive, yes. you know, it, and... And very um, vision-oriented, and yes. so you get really big ideas even yes. at a young age. Yes. And that would be a lot to contain for women. Yes, yes. You know, I can see where the void of no, yes. not having a strong male figure yes. to really contain you. And you see how this, this begins to condition you. Mm-hmm. You know, we yeah. all show up broken in some area of our life because of the fall of man. We're all broken. We've all got that. Mm-hmm. There's not one better than the other. That's right. We're just different. We all have it. something to contend with. Everything. You know, mm-hmm. uh, some, everyone has something yes. to contend with. If you come from the best of the families, if your DNA is incredible, you're going to still contend with that's some right. of these issues. That's right. And so for me, you know, that's what we started contending with. That's what I started contending with, trying to, trying to figure those things out. High energy, always mm-hmm. moving, always mm-hmm. going, always in trouble. So well, and you have all that energy that you can't, you can't take out on women. No. And so you have to try to, you know, instead of being able to really push the limits, which boys need to do, Yeah. they need to really push the limit and they need to have a bigger man to be bigger than them. Well, and I was always shipped off. Yeah. Always. Always summer camps, all summer. Right. You know, my mother, you know, that's how, you know, she lovingly, but I was gone a lot because she had to manage a family. So, you know, I think that a a child doesn't know how to articulate it, Mm -hmm. but you start getting the feel of something's wrong with me, and I kind of know it, 
Right. But it nobody's is, saying what it is, so I'm it is what the, it is. But then I fill in the blanks. Yeah, I'm going to fill in the blanks. It is what mm-hmm. it is. And you can see how that your identity begins to get formed by external conditions. And right. it is a polar opposite as to what God actually has called us to. But I think all of us, you know, are into that. And that's certainly the first portion of my story. Well, I think was, that's, uh, I think it's very powerful to think about how, you know, the, God knows that he has to deal with the fallenness in us. Yeah. Then he has to deal with the fallenness of the world that is going to lie to us on top of us lying to ourselves. Yes. And then we have dysfunctional people and broken people that are also raising us. Yes. That are probably lying to us inadvertently. Not and, uh, not on purpose, right, exactly. but they're just they're and watching behavior. They're observing, exactly. right. or they're they're projecting their own whatever right. that may be. Yeah, so good point. we're gonna we're gonna end there, and I'm so glad to have you today, Tom. So this is My Cynthia pleasure. Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia, KPXQ, Faith Talk Radio. Glad you joined me today. Join us in the next segment as we talk to Pastor Tom Moffat about very much what is inspiration, motivation, and what God has intended for you. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. This is Cynthia Hyatt, and you're listening to 1360 KPXQ Faith Talk Radio. So glad you are joined me today. If you are just joining, I want to make sure that you are able to listen to the show in its entirety because I have a great guest, Tom Moffat, and I think you're going to really want to hear the entire show. So you can always go to my website at CynthiaHyatt.com, and you can listen to the podcast if you're just tuning in. So, Tom, thank yes. you for being here again, and I'm glad that you're here. So we are talking about this whole idea of just really wanting to inspire people, really wanting to motivate people, and that really is your ministry. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> you are really the quintessential motivator. Thank you. You are, thank and you. it's really exciting to see. And the impact that you have on people and the lasting changes that people have is very, very impressive. Awesome. Yes. So, you know, we talked a little bit off the air about this whole idea of labels, and how that happens when we're growing up. Sure. And what, you know, and it's the idea, you know, you said something very profound, which is, you know, nobody really ever saw me. Mm-hmm. And see, one of the things I talk about with clients is this famous um, um, a whole study that they did, and it's this, the power being seen and how much humans need to be seen That's in good. order to know they're real. I agree with that. And um, there's, this gr- there's this little video that is uh, done on YouTube, and it's probably about 30 years old now. It's a famous psychologist that was really measuring this. And it was a woman holding a little baby, about 18 months old, and his name is Dr. Torek. And, um, and what happens is it's called the still face experience, mm-hmm. experiment. And so this woman is looking at her 18-month-old, and they are doing all the things that mothers and children do and fathers and children do when they are looking at each other and pointing to things and laughing and touching their hands and really learning to communicate. And, and the baby, every time the mom mimics what the baby does, the baby wow. mimics it bath, and that's this baby being seen, and that makes that baby real. And so when we're not seen, we don't feel real. Hmm. So what happens in this experiment is that you watch this happen, and then all of a sudden the mom turns away, and she turns back and looks at the baby with a completely still, non-expressionless face. And within seconds, you see the distress of the baby. It's quite painful to watch. Wow. And the baby is just unraveling and begins then screaming and shrieking and turning away from the mom, hoping that she's going to make this mom look at her again. And so it's so quick how that feeling of, of... disconnect of being disapproved of not being wanted abandoned not being looked at not being noticed not being relevant Mm -hmm. and so that's where we get you know the the story of tamar in the old testament where Mm -hmm. god is the god who sees me 
and how powerful that I'm gonna, was. I'm going to use that. Just keep on going. <laughs> as I'm taking notes. I'm, folks, I'm seriously, You're I'm taking hilarious. notes here because I am going to preach this message. I will give you credit on it the first time. And after oh, that, I'm going to say, God told me this one day. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> through, through somebody. I'm not sure who that was. No, who tell was them. I? I am sitting here taking notes for sure. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So anyways, so that idea of being seen. And then sometimes when we're seen, we're seen for the wrong things. Mm-hmm. Like you and I talked about mm-hmm. ADHD types mm-hmm. of stuff. Mm-hmm. And what, you know, I, you know, people know my story and I have very you they know, observe our behavior. significant ADHD. Right. Right. And I was seen for many of the wrong right. things or they were misinterpreted. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about that, because that's a very profound thing that you you. I love what you said there. I mean, I've got so many questions for you, but I'll answer well, your questions, you. okay? <laughs> thank you. Um, no, I, I, I think that that is true, that you start to live out, you know, the best that you can and what you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in, in my scenario, high energy, always moving, always going. And so, you know, the, those labels will come on you. So I, I, I became fatherless. You know, right, my father right. was killed. Um, now my mother is a single mom. And, and every environment has a language to it. And what I found, Cynthia, is every environment will try and pull you to its level of operation and thinking. So if you are in a dysfunctional setting, that, um, which we all face, then it's going to try and pull you mm-hmm. to that level of thinking. You know, and the labels will do that because they have a language to them. And it wasn't long well, before. Well, they create a reality. They create a reality. And, and whether it's truth-based or not, it's, you're it feels aw- very real. You're aware of it mm-hmm. and sometimes get comfortable with well, it. Well, it's the same when I talk familiar. to women about physical, when they're called fat. Yes. Or short or ugly yeah. or unattractive yep. or, you know, whatever derogatory terms or, or men are called short. You know, these... And what's interesting about this, Cynthia, is because that label you can really, really dislike. And when these labels come upon us in life, mm-hmm. it could be, it, it, it may be poverty, it may be poor, it may be dumb, it may dumb be stupid, stupid mm-hmm. fat, whatever. Those are things that feel incongruent with the way that we were created, but right. they're familiar. See, that's and really important. That's a, what make happens, that point again. That's well, very important. They're, they're incongruent with the greatness that God has called us right. to. The truth and that's that he why has. they feel wrong. Yes. That's why they hurt. Yes. That's why they're, they're dislike. And something inside of us starts to scream, wait a second, I'm beyond that. I know that there's something right. inside of me greater than this. And I don't want to believe it's true. But that environment will try and condition us. And, and, and what's amazing is that many times we'll go back to it. Yes. Even though, yes. even though we don't like status quo or we don't like necessarily that comfort zone, we go well, back to the word. Well, you said the word familiar. We're familiar with it. It becomes the familiar. Yes. And a, that becomes yeah. the new truth. Right, right. Which is a lie. Which is a lie. So for me, I was, you know, I, I don't know, eight years old, nine years old, and, you know, I'd watch adventure shows and they jump between buildings. So I thought I'd give it a go. <laughs> right. And I was jumping between two buildings. I was at about three stories high and my foot got caught on something and I fell three stories. Oh my gosh. The construction, it was a construction site, and the construction worker said that I was heading straight down head first. And he said, just right at the end, for whatever reason, I flipped. And when I flipped, I crushed both of my ankles. I broke a leg, crushed both my ankles. I think I broke an arm. I don't know. I broke stuff. I've broken a lot of stuff over the years. I can't keep up with it all. And uh, my right ankle had gotten a disease in it, and it was a circulation issue. So the left ankle healed okay, left leg healed okay, but my right ankle had some kind of circulation problem. And I was always active, and so because it didn't necessarily hurt to walk on it, I'd sneak out and walk on it, but it was deforming my leg. 
And so um, I had to have braces, and they had to put me into a children's hospital. I spent about three years in that children's hospital, and the prognosis was that because of this circulation issue, my leg would not heal. It would stay deformed. I, if I ever broke it again, they would have to amputate it. They were close to amputating it anyway because they were worried about disease in oh it. Oh, my goodness. And so, um, you know, I, the Scripture says this. It says, all things work together for good. And I'm going to get back to labels because the Bible says that man will look on the outward appearance, but I want you to know your family member, you, your life, your marriage, whatever it is, God looks on on the heart. And he saw something, you know, within me. And, And so here, ADD and all the things that come with that, I'm in school. And the deformity. And the deformity. You're deformed. You're not going to be able to play sports ever. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to run. If you if you try, it's going to. You're going to have this oh, deformity. This is heartbreaking. You're going to walk with a crutch, and it's the only way you're going to be able to keep that leg. So that's a label, and it has a language to it. Now, remember, I said all things work together for good. I'm not fitting into one system. School, right? <laughs> um, I, Cynthia, I did not hear. I read the prognosis, but I can promise you I never heard it. It's amazing. I didn't hear what those doctors were saying. I mean, I heard it, but it never entered into my mind mm-hmm. because Well, you God didn't believe used, it. You didn't take it in and, and change your belief. God used that ADD or whatever it was, mm-hmm. right? I had this capacity to be able to see and to say my future. And so although in one sense I'm failing out and that label doesn't fit, in another sense, I'm learning faith. And I would say hundreds of times a day, I'm going to play pro football. I'm going to run. I'm going to play every sport that there is. And they would pat me on the head, yeah, little boy, right. But you see, that gift kicked in. And where others placed a label that he's not going to fit in, he's not going to be able to graduate, he's not going to be able to do traditional school. Over here, all things are working together for my good. And I was visualizing and seeing my life beyond my present condition. It's amazing. Well, join us in the next segment with Tom Moffat, where we talk about this amazing story of healing. This is Cynthia Hyatt with um, 1360 KPXQ Faith Talk Radio. Join me again next uh, in the next segment. And also, make sure you check out the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and you are joining me today with a special guest, Pastor Tom Moffitt, who is talking to us a lot about inspiration, motivation, and calling, and why we're here and what God has for us. And so I want to make sure that you are able to uh, get the show. If you're not able to listen to it in its entirety, please go to the website at CynthiaHyatt.com, and that's spelled C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Certainly remember to like my Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt, Inc. That's INC for Incorporated. If you need a keynote speaker, always love to do that. I can tailor make those talks to whatever your organization needs. So with all that out of the way, Tom. Absolutely. Thank you, you have for got being the here. best radio voice. <laughs> thank you. you could do radio or television. Okay, you are way too complimentary. No, I can't do television, right? Because then people are like, oh, man, oh, look at that. But I can do radio. I can tell people. You can. You can. Hey, I'm 190 pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal. (laughs) (laughs) And just believe it. Oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) That's hilarious. Maybe close. That's hilarious. Okay, so we ended with this. We were talking about this whole idea of labels. And that you ended with the circumstance of this horrific injury as a very young child. Yeah. Now being pretty much going to be crippled is the diagnosis. Right. 
And you heard those diagnoses, you heard the prognoses, but you didn't believe it. Now, it wasn't necessarily overt. It wasn't a choice. I didn't know what I was doing. You just I had no didn't idea. take it in. Right. And so we're going to talk later on in, in the hour about what happens when we do take those labels in and what that does to us and how we undo that. Because that is one of the things that Tom does when he does a lot of the life coaching is really helps that identity issue. So yep. talk about that well, a little bit. You know, as I said, I didn't know what I was doing, right. Cynthia. I, right. I had no idea. It was a grace that God had given me. And I realize now that that's where my calling came from. Um, you know, some, some things that happened in my own life um, that, that, you know, I think many times that God will call you out of your desert, sometimes out of your void. You know, I do have a passion for fatherlessness, but, you know, I, I help kids and I father kids, right? I help speak into their life, not even kids. I mean, 40-year-olds. Exactly. And sometimes you feel inadequate because I didn't have a dad, but God calls you out of those places many times, you know, those voids. And so, you know, just to encourage people, you know, the condition that you're in is the condition that you're in, but the destiny lays beyond the condition. See, that's awesome. And, and, and what is so important with that is these dynamics that Jesus calls us to in the kingdom, which is hope and faith and being able to see the eyes of your heart, that they would be enlightened to the great calling that you have already received. Peter says, you have everything you need for life and godliness, but all of that is internal and it lays there within us, but it's beyond our conditions. But lots of times, the way that the world has structured it, and because of the fall of man, the conditions frame our mentality as opposed to the greatness that God has already placed within us that affect those conditions. We allow the conditions to self-limit us. That's right. When in actuality, what God is saying is, I put my greatness inside of you. And I can overcome anything. I can overcome anything. All things are possible to That's those right. that believe. And so That's that right. was going on. I didn't know it was going on as a young boy. And I was in, placed in a children's hospital finally. I was in and out of braces and all different types of things. I mean, it, it, they, had to, they had to do everything just short of taser me, you know. <laughs> and I probably would have liked that. I would have yeah, said, what does that feel like? But anyway, um, so I, I was placed in a children's hospital to have 24-hour you know, observation, make sure that I stayed off my ankle. And finally, they let me out of the children's hospital. And once again, um, time and time again, I would just see in my mind, I'm going to run. I'm going to play pro football. This is what I'm going to do. And adults would come, and they'd pat me on my head. But there's this inner dialogue going on inside of my world that was beyond my environment. All right? And so God used the, the all right, I'm not hearing certain things in my life. Um, which had a label on it, but I am seeing other things. And the label that God gives you is beyond your the conditions I love that. that we showed up with, That's right. the, the brokenness of the world. And can I tell you, the label that God has given you is beyond your wrong decisions. That's exactly right. Around your right. sin, around your failure, where you feel like you've blown it and messed up. He's a good God, and he will not change that goodness, and he always loves us. The giftings and the callings are without repentance, and God will not change. That's right. And the enemy is there to take somebody. And God already knows all the mistakes we're going to make in the process. Or somebody of else makes it. against That's right. us. That's exactly right. Somebody abuses us. Somebody mm-hmm. neglects us. Somebody Steals abandons us. us. Yes. You know, we're abandoned. We're fighting. We're, mm-hmm. we're trying to find our way in this. None of that alters the calling and the greatness of God. But it takes us a while to figure this out. You know, that God's calling is set, and it's internal, and it's within us. And Jesus would say, it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom, and it's inside out. It's going to flow on the inside. It's, it's in there. It's potential. Right, it's like a seed, mm-hmm. you know. And if you give that seed the right environment, the right believing, that's right, the right the the, the right nourishment, that seed's going to grow. 
you know, but if you don't, then, you know, it can die. And, and, and lots of times we can. We have the option to choose to die with the potential that God has placed within us, right. never cultivating it. And so I thank God that, you know, that, that he taught me some of those things at a young age. And then some miraculous things just happened, you know, well, to put talk, me on yes, my course. Well, we're going to really talk about that in the next segment, this, right. finishing the story of how you did become an NFL football player, yes. which is amazing. Right. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we listen to Tom Moffat and the story that he has that is so profound. You're listening to 1360 KPXQ Faith Talk Radio. Welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and I'm so glad you joined me today. This is the last segment we have of this show, so I want to make sure that if you're just tuning in, you can listen to it on my website, which is CynthiaHyatt.com. Make sure you like my Facebook page, Cynthia Hyatt Inc., that's INC for Incorporated. Lots of wonderful, inspirational, and motivational things, and you'll always get to know who's also on the show for that week. So we have Pastor Tom Moffat, if you are just tuning in, great motivational, inspirational speaker, life coach, wonderful, amazing story, which I'm really enjoying hearing. So Thank we you. kind of left off yes. with, you know, where you were at in terms of we've been really talking about labels. Yes. But, you know, you were really told you could not ever play football. I had an accident. If you're just coming in, I had a, a you know, a debilitating mm-hmm. accident. And you know, with that, my, I was told I would never At a very play. young age. You were very young age, like nine years old, yes. maybe, maybe a little bit younger, eight years old. And um, I was told I would never play any kind of sports, wouldn't, would walk with a limp, would have acute arthritis at a very young age, probably have to have a walker. Um, you know, and it was, it was, you know, the doctors are just, you know, they're showing the, you. Well, they're seeing the natural. Yeah. And they're just showing you the, the natural pathway, which I think is huge of, um, you know, the result of a complication and or a condition. And I had a condition in my right ankle and it wasn't healing. So, um, but once again, the gift that God had given, he's given us gifts. I had this capacity to not hear necessarily that prognosis and enter into it, but to hear another one. And that was the dreams that God has placed within my heart, which was sports, um, athletics, you know, that's all I knew at that point and talking probably. And, you know, <laughs> didn't understand. I just would, get oh, yeah, tr- see, I, I, I would know, just get in trouble for my that. My mom that's likes to it. tell the joke. I, I talked before my teeth came in. Seriously. <laughs> I believe. Well, you know, the good thing is that you'll be able to talk once they fall out. So it doesn't matter. You'll still be doing what you're doing. Oh, no, that's funny. You'll be like 95 years old and still in front of this microphone. You're good, girl. I'm going to tell my mother. That's hilarious. Okay, I got you off track. Sorry. No. (laughs) But uh, so, you know, there's labels, you know, and the issue is, am I going to live out of that label? And God had just given me a grace, and it's where my calling came from. And so, my mother was spiritual, and so we were Catholic, and she uh, said, well, maybe God will do something with your foot, right? And she just was always a pioneer like this, but we were Catholic, so she ordered this holy water, right, from the Vatican that yes. had been blessed by the Pope. Wow. And th- apparently there were, these, um, there were these nuns that had an epiphany, and they saw Jesus or something like that, and when they came out on Vatican Square, if you would see them and sprinkle the holy water— then you'd be healed. Well, they televised it. So, you know, we're in New York. She puts a little television on the kitchen table and this holy water, which was in this little crystal vial with a little cool crystal top on it. And she says, stay right here. The nuns are going to come out. I'm about to come back and we're going to sprinkle you with holy water. And she left. Never leave a kid with ADD. Oh my goodness. With holy water. 
that had it. been blessed <laughs> by the Pope. Never do that. So I was playing with it, and all of a sudden, clink, it, it spilt. So I spilt the holy water on the, on, on the kitchen table. And now I knew that my ankle was the least of my worries because right. I'm going to be dead when my mother right. comes in. So I had to cover, you know, try and pull a cover up. So I went over and I soaked up the holy water, you know, right. with the bounty right. quicker picker upper. Right. And I quickly went over to the sink and put some unholy Big water in water. it. <laughs> Chlorinated water in it. And so she came out, nuns came out, and she sprinkled the water and nothing happened. But you know what? I felt like I got a miracle anyway because exactly. I was alive. <laughs> but you know what? what what's happening? happening is faith takes action doesn't that's right it, it takes yes. action it takes belief and, and god was using her and your you mother's know, faith your mother's faith was a big I, part of this she just you know she always did the best she could do mm-hmm. and i want to encourage people that you know if you're maybe you're a single mom god is a god to the father he's a father to the fatherless just do and the he, best you, know, I tell, you can do listen i tell women you know i was single for a very long time and i said god is the best husband i've ever had yeah and it's we true. really need to take advantage of yes. him being a husband yes. and not always be pining away yeah. for, for a man in the natural. I found favor where I wouldn't have found favor. Mm-hmm. You know, just right. amazing things that, that God had done. So, um, so what happened was she, used to, she started watching Christian programming. Now, this is, you know, in the 70s. And she's Catholic. And she's Catholic. Yes. And there was this lady that came on. Her name was Catherine Kuhlman. And yes. she used to do healing you know, services. And she based her ministry out of Pittsburgh. So we got on a train from New York to Pittsburgh, my sister, one of my sisters and my mother and I, and we come to this church and I'd only been to a Catholic church at this point. And there are people waiting outside. And I'm thinking, is this a movie theater? What is it? I've never seen people waiting outside of a church. And it was an old cathedral with a balcony all the way around the top. And it was just replete. It was packed, filled with energy with people. I mean, standing room only. And we had to go up to the balcony and we were sitting stage left up in the balcony um, when the service started. And, you know, people were moving and it was just so different. And all of a sudden the music starts and people are kind of dancing around and moving. And I thought to myself, Geez, these people are moving in church. I get pinched for moving in church. You know, they're allowed to move. I like this place. And they lifted their hands, and I thought they had questions, you know, but they're worshiping, you know. And um, she used to send people out into the auditorium to find out if there are any miracles that are happening. And so that's what she did. And an usher came up to us and looked at me, and he's like, hey, man, what's up with you? And I was like, nothing. What's up with you? <laughs> he said, no, the crutch. What's the crutch about? I broke my ankle. They said I never walked, blah, blah, blah. you got to come down front. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. You're giving me permission to move in church? I was gone, man. My mother was chasing me. I had the crutch. I was trying to get away from her, you know. And um, so I'm going down front. This is nationally televised. I mean, TV cameras all over the place. And I get up on the platform. My mother gets up on the platform. And um, so we're sitting there. And this is what I want people to do is not hear the specifics of this because God moves different with everybody. And this is not a theological you know, basis of, hey, well, we do I'm have proving... That. Well, we do have that evidence in the Bible. He never repeated a miracle. Yeah. Everyone and, and, he did this, was different. This is my story. That's right. But I, and, and it's not a proof text that God is still healing. I don't want people to get that because there's something beyond that that was going on. Um, and, and so God was using this, you know, in my life, you know, and this is how it worked out. And so we're up on this platform, and she walks over to my mother. And I don't know if you've ever seen this happen before, but she laid hands on my mother, and my mother fell out. Yes, she, yes. All right, so somebody caught her, and mm-hmm. they, she fell out. She's lying there. And I thought, if he, she could teach me to do that, that could come in handy. She's slain in the spirit. <laughs> She's slain in the yes. spirit. I'd be like, I'm going to Bobby's. No, you're not. <laughs> Sister, just take it. <laughs> so anyway, so she's slain in the spirit over there, and I'm thinking, I'm looking at this lady. She starts walking towards me. 
And now I know what she was doing, but I didn't know at the time. So she was, she was, she was looking down at me, and she was kind of taking her hand, almost like a chopping type of thing. And she's going up and down with her hand. And usually that meant a, an adult was mad at me. Right. But right. I knew she, I, she was saying something to me, and now I know she was prophesying something. But then this is the part that I remember. She, she said this, and it was all of a sudden like everything went dark, and I could only see her face. I can't, I can't see anything wow. else that's going on. I could just wow. see her face, and I'm looking at her face. And she said, they said, you will not run, but you will run, young man, because the greatness of God is already in you. And I still remember wow. it. I can still hear her voice. I hear the tonality. I hear exactly what she said. And this is what she asked me. Do you want to run? And that was, that's, the, that's the crux of my coaching and my calling. The greatness of God is in you. Do you want it? Right, exactly. It's already in you. It depends on what you want. Now, up to this point, you know, my, uh, you know, uh, the prognosis was if I ever injure my ankle, ankle again, if I ever, there's no jumping, no nothing, no running, because they're going to have to amputate it. Right. She said, I said, yes, ma'am. Didn't even think about it. And she said, okay, I want you to jump off this platform. That platform was three feet high. She goes, jump, you drop down that crutch. Now, please, folks, it's just my story. <laughs> okay. Exactly. All right, just hear what's going on. You drop that crutch and you jump off this platform. And um, now I knew why she slayed my mother in the spirit over right, there. Right? Exactly. <laughs> All right, so you had to put yes. her out first because <laughs> yes. she would have fainted in, in the natural anyway. Absolutely. So, um, so I'm there, and Cynthia, I didn't even think about it. There was not a thought. There was not any hesitation. I dropped that crutch, and I jumped off that platform like Superman, you know, and I hit the ground, and I ran up and down that aisle. So what I know now is the reason why there was no hesitation is I go all the way back to that label, you're ADD, you're not going to fit into this, but I had this capacity to be able to think and focus on what I truly wanted, what I believed was my destiny. To hyper-focus on that. And when, right. when that opportunity came, there was no hesitation for it, because it did come, and I jumped on it. And, and, and now I see that this is really the principles of faith, that we have a good God who loves us, and has put greatness in us. And he's put greatness in us beyond yes. our conditioning. Yes. And we have a bad devil and a broken world that is trying to condition us. And God will bring us to that opportunity of, son, what do you want? The greatness of God is in you, ma'am. What do you want? And the possibility you, yes. is there. What do you want? You're going to have to take that leap of faith. Mm -hmm. What do you want? And so for me, I learned this technology of I had been pre-downloading. Mm-hmm. The very desires that I was seeing, that I wanted, I had pictures in my mind, and I'd get them out of my mouth all the time, even when they were getting me in trouble. But there came a point in time where from that point on, I started playing sports. I played everything. And I like to say I played at the NFL. The NFL wasn't my <laughs> calling. But I, you know, I became a, a small college All-American in football. I, played, I was a two-sport athlete. And all of that wasn't because I was this awesome, great athlete. No, it was all about the fact that I went beyond an environment that I was told I would never get to. And really, when I got in the NFL, I'd even like it because it wasn't my calling. Kurt right, Warner, right. his calling. Right, definitely. Exactly. You know, some of these guys, they're calling, <clears throat> but not me. It was just to be able to get there and to be able to share this message that no matter your environment, all things are possible if Jesus said. Well, you see, I think it. you you bring up a really good point for us when we're listening to try to figure out what is our calling, what is our, you know, giftedness, these things. And and what I've come to find in my life is there are many talents I have that may not be my calling. Sure. And that's what you're describing. Sure. And so, 
it's one of these things where we have to say, you know, we can even have a calling that isn't a talent. Right. And so it's important that that relationship with God, the wisdom of the, the Holy Spirit, really listening to why am I made? Why was I created? I was created for a reason. It doesn't have to make sense to anybody else. Right. It only is God's idea, and he wants his idea to be walked out. And he's yes. the one that's going to make it happen yes. if we want it. Yes. Do you well, want the, it? You know, the scripture says in Psalms 37, delight yourself in the Lord, which means that word delight means palpable. Make mm-hmm. yourself palpable, pliable mm-hmm. in his hands. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of his heart. And we almost feel like that, hey, do the right thing, and he'll download them to you. And it's not. He, he's already given them to you. They're already inside of you, these desires. Now, they're not, they're not all sanctified yet, but they're all there. Hannah desired a child, right. but she only desired a child because society told her that she was less than if she didn't have one. Mm-hmm. So her motivation wasn't perfect up front. Mm-hmm. But she, but there was something in her she couldn't let go of, and that was a Samuel, right? <laughs> yes, and we know yes. it was God's will to have That's Samuel right. because Samuel was the greatest prophet in the Old Testament. Right, right. He also anointed David, and David, David, Messianic king, and Jesus saved the world. So, you know, it was God's will. But she didn't know it. She held on to a desire. So where I start with people in my coaching is with what do you want? What is really, really the deepest desire? To start to help people dig through the layers to get to what God has already placed inside of them, these deep desires, and start to take action towards some of those things. Because as you start to take action, then then uh, cultivation begins to happen. You're reaching into the potential that needs to be developed, but it's like a seed. And if your belief system has been hit and you're not believing right, then you won't resource that potential that's right. inside of you. Right. And it's got to be developed. The gift is there. It's got to be developed. But if you don't believe it, then it, it'll stay dormant and that seed can die. And it can die with all the potential for the greatness that God has designed you to live in, but it can die inside of you if you don't resource that. it. So we have maybe 30 seconds. Yeah. <clears throat> so give the listeners how to get a hold of you and your parting words of encouragement, inspiration. Well, thank you, Cynthia. No, they can get a hold of me at www.tommoffett. Uh, it's M-O-F-F-E-T-T. TomMoffitt.com, and you can hit me up on my website. Um, they're more than welcome to. You can or get in touch with me at Tom at TomMoffitt.com. And what I say is, listen, beyond your environment, all things are possible. Get believing and start to decree who you are in what God created you to be, and you can achieve great things. I love that. Oh, Tom, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been my it pleasure. It really has been a great time. It's been fun. And so, listeners, I want to make sure that's TomMoffitt.com, and yes. that is two Fs, two Ts. Yes. So, Tom, thanks again. And if you have not been able to listen to the show in its entirety, please check out the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. Have a blessed week. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. We'd like to remind listeners that this show isn't a replacement for professional counseling or therapy. The messages and teachings shared during this show are given as a way to teach listeners with ideas and insights about how to become your own best version. Cynthia is available as a keynote or guest speaker for corporate or spiritual events. To contact Cynthia, go to CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can hear a replay at any time at FaithTalk1360.com. Join us again next Sunday at 4 p.m. for Conversations with Cynthia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ.